welcome to the first episode of the Witchcrafted Podcast with me, Amy Samantha. Our episode today is going to be taking a magical look at the month ahead. We're going to be diving into the meanings behind the new and the full moons of September 2023, along with sharing some witchy inspiration for celebrating the autumnal equinox, also known, of course, as Mabon or Mabon, depending where in the world you are and how you pronounce it. So let's dive in. First of all, I wanted to introduce the podcast and share a little bit about our intentions with this monthly audio snippet that we're going to be sharing. Witchcrafted is an online magazine dedicated, as you might have guessed, to all things witchy and magical. And you can find our website at witchcrafted.co.uk, where we've got loads of free content. And it is early days, so we've only really pretty much just started, but we're super excited to be growing our witchy community on this small and very cosy corner of the internet. So do drop us a line as we'd absolutely love to hear from you. Each month, I'll be sharing magical themes and dates to look forward to. So expect things like moon gazing, foraging tips, maybe a spirit animal or two, kitchen witchery, all of that good stuff. So please do make sure you're subscribed and keep an eye out for all of our latest episodes through whichever platform you might be listening on today. And of course, I suppose I should introduce myself. As I mentioned, my name is Amy Samantha and I'm the creator of Witchcrafted. I've been a writer for around 10 years now, professionally speaking, I guess you could say. I was always kind of creating little magazines, little newsletters, little newspapers when I was a child. Um, So it's no great surprise that I've ended up where I am. And in terms of witchcraft, I was thinking about this the other day, and I guess it's something that I've been interested in for as long as I can remember. While I would say I've only really felt confident in owning the title of witch within the past few years, um, I realise now that it was always kind of brewing under the surface, and I guess that's true for a lot of witches. As a child, I was always outside in nature, I was kind of fascinated with the idea of magic and spell books and creating my own spells and rituals from whatever I could get my hands on. So in the summer, it was things like flowers, petals, grasses, putting them into a big bowl of water, mixing them together and saying some magical words over the top of them. In the winter, when I wasn't quite so free to roam, I I remember at bath time, I was always reaching for my mum's shampoo, conditioner, um, what's it called, shower gel, all of that kind of stuff, mixing them into potions. Um, As you can imagine, she was absolutely thrilled about that. And as I've grown up and can now appreciate the cost of these things, I can kind of understand why she wasn't best pleased. Growing up now, here I am at the ripe old age of 31, I would probably, if I had to, identify myself as a green witch. I absolutely love nature. Forests, woods, those are the places I suppose I feel most recharged. And especially if it has kind of a river or a stream running through it as well, just that lovely babbling sound is just heaven to me. Um, I'm very fortunate to live probably a 20 minute walk away from this gorgeous forest that has a little stream running through it. There's loads of lovely little jays that live in the trees and they hop around and little squirrels scrabbling around everywhere. So it's just absolutely gorgeous. And I was on a walk the other day and I found a new little part of the woodland 
where the river was running through. I say river, I guess it's more of a stream or a brook. It's not quite big enough to be a river. Anyway, I digress. But there was this gorgeous kind of fallen log in the middle of the water and it had moss on it, it had mushrooms on it. And honestly, I felt like I'd won the lottery. I just love that whole vibe. That's just beautiful to me. And then as I guess, as I'm getting older, I've become a lot more interested in things like herbal remedies and learning about plants. But my first love always, always, always will be animals. Spirit animals, real animals that walk around. I just absolutely adore them. Have always been surrounded by animals growing up. Did zoology as my degree and... You know, I did kind of think I'd be in a more of an animal-based career, um, but there's still time, you know, it's it's fine. And it's it's just great to even be in the presence of them. That just makes me feel great. And so I guess above all of that as well, not above it all, but included within that is the stars, the moon. I absolutely adore the moon. So just, yeah, just existing in the universe is just absolutely magical to me every day so very blessed in that way I guess um but yes always long held a fascination with grandmother moon as you'll probably see as this podcast goes on in the weeks and the months to come but anyway that's enough about me I feel like I've been rabbiting on about myself for quite some time and you'll probably learn more about me as the weeks and months go on but for now let's take a look at what we have to look forward to during this spellbinding September So I want to start things off by taking a little look at the gorgeous Grandmother Moon and what she's up to this month. We begin September in kind of the glow of the last full moon and we saw this on the very last day of August and to say it was an intense one, I mean it absolutely was. It was a supermoon in Pisces, so that water sign feeling all of the feels, I suppose you could say. It's a very emotional sign and... So as we arrive here in September, we might still be kind of feeling the hangover of that full moon at the end of August. And it might have been a great moon for you. It might have been very intense. Um, you perhaps might enjoy feeling all the feels. But for many of us, and I include myself in this, it also felt a little bit, I don't know, anxiety I guess would be the word, uh, almost too much. And I always struggle to sleep under a full moon anyway, but particularly this month, it just felt way more than usual. So as we arrive here in September, we'll probably still be kind of feeling that for the first few days. Um, but then things do gradually start to drop. The energy comes down, things are calming down, things are becoming a little bit more easeful as we move through the waning moon. And we arrive on the 15th of September with the new moon in Virgo. So the Virgo new moon, it's Virgo is an earth sign, so it's very grounded. It's all about getting your house in order, your finances in check. I guess all of those sensible things. Whenever I think of Virgo, I always think of my dad because he is a classic Virgo. He's the biggest perfectionist I think I've ever met, apart from actually my brother-in-law, he was the second biggest perfectionist. He's also a Virgo, born, I think, a day before my dad. And yeah, they have these very perfectionist tendencies. And my dad in particular, he is so much fun to be around. He really is a laugh. Um, but he also likes things done in a certain way. They have to be done in a certain order. He always has to have a plan 
whatever is going on that day, even on a Sunday, you know, you'll wake up and he'll say, so what's the plan for today? And you think, I don't know, I've not even had breakfast yet. So that's what I think of when I think of Virgo, a person with their feet firmly on the ground. And talking about having our feet on the ground, it can be really beneficial at this time to take the time to ground. So whatever that might mean for you, it might be having just a moment to yourself to sit with a cup of tea and just really be present with that cup of tea. Notice the temperature, the taste, the texture in your mouth, anything that can just bring you into the present moment. But it also might feel particularly good as well to get out in nature at this time. Feel your feet on the earth. You know, take your shoes and socks off, feel the grass between your toes. And if you're fortunate enough to have space around you where you can go foraging, it might feel also really nice to go out, pick some apples, pick some blackberries, really connect to the season, connect to the world around you. And in terms of journal prompts, now is the time to really ask yourself questions about your own personal growth. Be honest with yourself, not always the easiest thing in the world, I know, and evaluate where you are in your own growth. Where are you giving too much away to others? Where can you invest your time and energy more efficiently? All of these types of questions, of course, feel free to adapt them to your own personal situation, but all of those can feel really beneficial to consider under this new moon. And then the full moon, it arrives towards the end of the month on the 29th. And let this be a warning to you, it's going to be a full moon in Aries. So bringing with it the potential for an absolute firecracker, bit of a fireball of energy. These full moons are really giving us all the intensity lately, aren't they? So whew, let's dive in. Aries, a fire sign, naturally. Maybe you might, you might enjoy this. It might be filling you with a sense of power at this time. And you might really notice a drive within you to want to change your life for the better. But try if you can not to make too many rash decisions under this moon because while this moon might inspire you to take action we want to try and avoid doing anything too rash and impulsive so take time to consider what it is that's coming up for you what is pushing this drive what is pushing this passion and just sit with that think about it journal on it talk about friends with it even it can all be really helpful because while it can be tempting to kind of clear out the old, to make way for this new, exciting life that you want to call in, what we don't want to do, we don't want to accidentally throw away the good while clearing away the bad because we've acted too impulsively. So just take extra care around this full moon. And so now we turn our attention to the autumnal equinox arriving on the 23rd of September. That is, if you're living in the Northern Hemisphere, like me. This has to be, quite possibly, my favourite time of year. I mean, I love the spring equinox too, with the arrival of the flowers kind of beginning to burst into life. It can be so, so welcome after, you know, these harsh cold winters. And I do love the transition seasons. I would say I much prefer them above summer and winter, although they are very special in their own ways too. But for me, autumn, there is just something so special about it. 
I adore those mornings, you know, when you get a clear blue sky, it's a little bit fresh, it's a little bit crisp. Even better if there can be just a touch of frost on the ground. Oof, I love it. And then the trees, they're turning into all these gorgeous golden hues. The leaves are swirling round. Oh, it's just magical. I love it. And then on top of that, there's boots, there's cozy jumpers. It's all there. Chai lattes, pumpkin spice. Oh my, as you can tell, very excited. <laughs> so the autumnal equinox, also celebrated as Mabin, Mabin, of course, however you might say it. This is when the night and the day are at equal length. So we might consider it as a time of balance and harmony, and we might want to really journal about this at this time. So thinking about where we can bring more harmony, bring more balance into our lives. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I think of autumn, for some reason, I'm always drawn to the idea of squirrels. <laughs> and I mean, we are surrounded by squirrels where I live. They just seem to pop out everywhere all the time. Um, but in terms of being a spirit animal, they're obviously kind of the protector of the forest, but they're very organized and they're very prepared. You know, they're kind of planning for the, the winter months ahead when food is, is going to be a little bit more scarce. So there here is this reminder to encourage us to plan our time more and think about that work-life balance. Think about if we're giving too much away to other people, if we're investing way too much time in our work, whatever that might look like, whether that's kind of your career or whether it's a project, anything you might have going on, that's making you feel like you're out of balance with yourself, as if you don't have this time for self-care or for just resting, for doing anything else. So the squirrel asks us to consider this. Where can we find that balance? And where, where can we bring that into our lives and how? So being a harvest festival, the autumn equinox, Mabin, is a time when we also think about giving thanks to the earth for all that she has provided to us over the summer months. So it might feel really nice to have a little bit of a feast around this time of year. There are a number of different ways that we can mark this harvest festival. And one of my favourites, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, is to decorate the house with my favourite autumnal decorations. Over the years, I've gradually been building up a little bit of a box of decorations, much to my partner's, I wouldn't say disgust, but just horror that I can continue to collect all these autumnally themed things. He's just like, oh, good God, not another one. But here it is. And I've actually got this really, really cute felt garland that's made into the shape of fallen leaves. I got it off of Etsy and you know they're all kind of those autumnal colours so orange, red, golden hues and I always hang that up on the wall and when that goes up I know it's autumn. And while it might be, I don't know, what do you think? A little bit early in the season for pumpkins, I do love some pumpkin paraphernalia. So again, from Etsy, I have these really cute pumpkin-shaped candles and they come out each year. And, you know, I, I bought them with every kind of intention of burning them, um, but they're just so cute and they smell so nice. Um, so they're still here with us. And we've got some pine cones as well dotted around the house. And I just tend to go a little bit nuts for anything autumn themed at this time of year, especially on Etsy. I become a little bit of an Etsy addict. So if you do have any good shop recommendations, especially in the UK, because I do try to keep things local, do let me know. And apples, 
they are in abundance at this time of year so they can make a beautiful decoration to have around the home and they can also make up a good part of our rituals for Mabon as well. And I really like to go apple picking at this time of year. It feels just super wholesome and it really helps me to kind of ground into the season. And I think in the main, it's because I used to do this as a child. I was very fortunate as a child to grow up in a house where we had two apple trees and a plum, and a plum tree in our back garden. And when I see apples growing on the trees, it just really reminds me of those kind of chilly afternoons that I'd spend with my mum and dad. We'd both get kind of buckets in our hands and walk down to the bottom of the garden where these trees were and we would try to fetch all of the apples from the trees. But honestly, sometimes it would feel like there were absolutely hundreds of them. Um, and my mum would just, she'd have apples coming out of her ears, so we'd, we'd freeze a lot of them. Um, but she'd make apple pies, I think... There was a year she made jam. My granddad, he always used to make liking, sorry, he always used to like making jam. So I think he'd end up with a load of them as well. So yeah, apples always really remind me of autumn and being with family and that really, really special time. But nowadays I live in a flat, so I don't have that gorgeous apple tree in my back garden anymore, unfortunately. It's still there in my mum and dad's garden, but I don't have that uh, easy access so much anymore but if like me you struggle to have an apple tree of your own there are still ways that we can go and pick our own so orchards and farms they might offer kind of a pick your own thing where you can go and pick apples off of their trees and I think you probably just pay for the amount of weight that you pick or if you've got neighbours nearby in your community like my mum and dad they might be absolutely overloaded with fruit so they might be really grateful for you to take some off their hands so always well worth having a little chat with your neighbours. I walked past some allotments yesterday and I noticed there were some there so I'm having a having a little think thinking I might see if anyone's out and about next time on a walk and see if I can take some off of their hands. And once we have our apples we might wish to use them as part of our witchcraft practice as well and apples are considered to be symbols of love and wisdom in magical practice and it's pretty easy to see why when you cut them in half. So if you slice them widthways you'll see that perfect pentacle shape inside and the seeds can be really useful to keep for future rituals as well so it's not just the apple there in the then and now, you can, you can use it for the months to come. And you can also bury an apple in your favourite spot outside if you like. This can be a really lovely offering to nature. Or if you're more of a kitchen witch, of course, use them in your baking. Apple pies, strudels, crumbles, jams. All so good, so super comforting and a really nice way to share with your loved ones, get into the spirit of the season and celebrate the arrival of autumn. So that's it for today the first ever episode of the Witchcrafted podcast and thank you so much for listening if you've got this far and I'd love to know what rituals do you have for this time of year do let me know I'd absolutely love to hear you can find us on Instagram at Witchcrafted UK or do head to our website witchcrafted.co.uk and message us there until next time have a very magical month a very spellbinding September and we'll speak very soon bye bye